Voluntary assisted dying has been a contentious topic this year. It's come into law in Victoria and has been debated in many other states. How much this will affect nurses is yet to be fully understood. At least with the Victorian laws, there have been minimal nurse interaction. However, I've been to conferences across the country where nurses have been concerned about what these laws might mean for them. Um, we could make a guess that within the next decade, there will be voluntary assisted dying across the nation. So how do nurses feel about it? PhD candidate at the Adelaide Nursing School, Michael Wilson, has sought to answer that question. Michael, thanks for joining us. Yeah, happy to be here. So tell us about your study. Um, what was involved and what were you trying to find out? Well, the first part of the study uh, uh, was uh, just about understanding uh, what the range of intentions are for nurses in engaging with people who are requesting uh, access to this new uh, and evolving service of voluntary assisted dying. Eventually, what I want to look at is, is all the predictors and the context for how nurses will respond. Uh, but to get there, I had to figure out what the responses probably even would be mm-hmm. in terms of big global kinds of intentions. And so this study then uh, just attempted to unpack uh, one aspect of a larger study, and that was the range of intentions. Most of the literature around nurses' approaches to participating in assisted dying uh, around the world, um, where it's legal or even where it's not legal, um, has focused on their willingness to even participate in whatever form of assisted dying is prevalent in that country. And as if it were a yes or no decision. But looking in between the lines of a lot of these studies, it was apparent that it wasn't just a yes or no option, that there were actually many options. uh, And those had never been explored. And so in between yes and no, there's a whole lot of gray areas. And that is the area where I think most nurses actually tend to, at least my hypothesis is that most nurses uh, don't know what they uh, intend to do. And so I just wanted to find out. Mm-hmm. So before we get on to kind of your, your findings and what the nurses said that they might mm-hmm. and might not do, um, you know, who did you look at? How many nurses? Um, were there nurses that were already in areas where voluntary assisted dying was in place? All right. Okay. Uh, I uh, this this particular uh, study uh, interviewed forty five Australian nurses who were advanced practitioners uh, in a variety of clinical areas, not even necessarily where uh, assisted dying was legal. Some were in Victoria, but they were from across Australia. They completed a survey. Uh, that was uh, a unique type of survey uh, where they had to rank order uh, their preferences for different sorts of statements. So it wasn't a survey in the sense of a Likert scale, you know, I strongly agree, strongly disagree. Mm-hmm. But rather, it was, it, was a, it was more complex. It was a lot of work, this survey, and I really appreciate the time that these 45 nurses put into it. Mm-hmm. Because it is a, a complex, almost moral issue um, that 
they're dealing yeah. with. So it's not something you can just say yes or no. Um, there were, mm. you, you noticed or you received four distinct types of intentions to respond to requests for right. assisted dying. There was uh, refer and support, object to yep. or deflect the request, engage and explore right. the request or assess needs and provide information. So these were the results. Right. So um, yeah, let's run through them. Sure. The, uh, the refer and support is probably the most uh, active intention a nurse would have. Say this, uh, that they were responding to a scenario where a person who was known to them, uh, a patient uh, <clears throat> uh, who had a terminal illness, uh, asked for the first time about access to assisted dying. How is the nurse going to respond to that request? And so when it came to the uh, option of I will help this person uh, refer this request on to their doctor, uh, this is typically the kind of support that a, a patient who's uh, seeking assisted dying would expect from a nurse. But uh, not all nurses would expect to have to deliver that response. But Interestingly, the majority of the, the nurses did uh, uh, say that this is the response that they would pro probably intend to deliver. Yeah, and I guess the what you know some people like to think about, especially you know people like me in the media, would be for those people who do object or want to deflect the request. Now, this would throw up some issues, and it could suggest that the public may have trouble getting access to these drugs. I mean, how likely is that outcome? Well, uh, that outcome is is possible, uh, but it's not particularly likely from the perspective of the nurse themselves, because most nurses uh, are able to engage with that request, whether or not it coheres with their own particular moral stance. There are there is a distinct minority, uh, about two percent of nurses. Um, in Australia that I can assess so far, who uh, might uh, let their own objections to legal assisted dying uh, get in the way of working with that person. And that they would be what is called in the literature conscientious objectors. Mm -hmm. Now, those people, it, they are not likely to uh, uh, interfere with a, a person's ability to access the service, what is more likely to interfere with that is the place where that nurse works. Because a lot of hospices or a lot of areas where uh, uh, people are uh, at the end of their lives are often faith-based organizations. And as uh, functions of their denominated religious affiliation, uh, they are almost always opposed to assisted dying. And what we've seen overseas is that even though a nurse may support assisted dying, they may support this patient's right to it, they can lose their job if they um, help the person to uh, realize what they want. So it's less about the nurses than about the employers of nurses. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not sure what you kind of gleaned from, from the answers you got, but do, would you think that maybe now, because this is increasingly becoming an issue that we're talking about, and like I said, we could 
guess that it's going to be widespread within a decade. Do we need um, nurse yep. training, TAFE, uni courses to include more of this um, work and work on the moral, ethical implications of VAD laws? Well, yes, I, I, I think uh, there's almost always a course uh, on bioethics in any of these uh, training programs. Uh, there will obviously need to be more attention paid to, um, I guess, a self-reflection uh, about where a person stands with regard to this, but also um, training about what the, the law actually requires, because there's quite a bit of confusion around that still. Then also just practicing responding. One of the things I really uh, learned from one of my interviews with one of the nurses, uh, she um, was a nurse practitioner who managed um, organ donation in a large urban teaching hospital. And um, she said that the thing that helped her team uh, prepare for these difficult conversations was lots and lots of practice simulations in it you know, and professional development work around that. So, yeah, the, the more people are exposed to it, think about it and practice it, the, the stronger their intentions become, whatever those intentions are. So, so what do you think are the main implications for your study, um, or for, sorry, for nursing practice that your study kind of tells us about? What does it tell us? Basically, it, it, it tells us that uh, the intention to respond to a patient's request is not a binary intention, That it that it's quite complex. It's complicated. So it's not an abstract or academic question so much, but it, it, there's a, this complex area between yes and no where nurses have to respond, and there are many ways to, to make those responses. The second half of my study then, of course, is going to be what predicts those, but I had to figure out what the those were first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you mentioned your study, so your PhD is looking into um, this in general. Can you tell us a bit about that and yeah, where you're going next? Well, uh, now that I understand what the range of intentions are that nurses might have in Australia for responding to these requests, what uh, is really needed to develop the, the professional development for nurses and, and their preparation for it is to understand what will predict these responses. Is it their attitude toward uh, assisted dying? Is it um, what their uh, colleagues think, what their family thinks? Is it their own sense of confidence or self-efficacy in being able to manage this situation? Is it their private personal moral convictions? Uh, All of these things come together to predict uh, these kinds of intentions. And it sort of focuses on a moment of truth for the nurse who has to confront this sort of question, which is going to become a more frequent part of nursing practice as the uh, decade rolls on and, and this becomes a common phenomenon across Australia. Well, yeah, it's an interesting area of study, and, and I think it is partly that. Is the, it's the unknown for a lot of people, which scares them. So, um, look, Michael Wilson, thank you very much for joining us to discuss it. You bet. Thank you, Connor.